Welcome to the Road to Empire podcast, weekly content to help you develop and grow your well-being, mindset, business, and be inspired to reach the next level. Join us on this incredible journey of discovery, starring British entrepreneur and coach, Maj Hussein, and guests. Be prepared to be amazed. Yo, what's going on, people? I hope you're well and in good health. It has been a while, actually, now. I think this is... Uh, the first podcast I've done this year uh, so as you can see uh, you can see a full uh, library of podcasts that we've done basically in the last several years I think we've been going now since 2018 but I haven't really had the chance to do as many podcasts as I'd hope and as regularly as possible it's just I've been too busy uh, doing all sorts of stuff which uh, I will be telling you you lot about, so you can uh, find out a little bit more about that. Right, well anyway, the most important thing is that we create content that's going to help you in terms of your vision, your development, and enhancing your journey. And that's basically what it's all about, uh, about building yourself, building yourself as a useful person in society that can do something that can benefit others as well as yourself right now you as you you know pretty well much know we've had uh, several years of absolute turmoil and currently the economic markets the financial markets around the globe are in in turmoil and meltdown in certain places i mean if you look at the currency now you know we have paper currency around the world and some of you may or may not know it doesn't actually hold any intrinsic value meaning it's just paper so in the past you'd have things you know back the money might be backed by gold for example now that was something tangible that you could touch and and trade and and so on but the fiat currency as they call it the paper money nowadays we here in the uk have polymoplastic notes even uh, that's changed that money in itself has no intrinsic value so they have a, a process where they they print money so a lot of these uh, entities around the world will print money and then they have loads of money in the market they call it quantitative easing and as you know or you may not know when that money comes in into the market it can then help devalue things and increase inflation levels so right now in the UK, it's uh, over two trillion in debt in terms of government debt that the country has, right? And inflation has reached ten percent uh, once again uh, here, and it's pretty much the highest rates it's been in like forty years, as such, so like four decades, going all the way back to the uh, early eighties. So you can see how how this is affecting. Uh, people, families, individuals and so on because the co now we have something that they call or term the cost of living crisis right so the cost of living crisis is pretty much the increase in prices of things like food so your basic foods like bread, milk all that kind of stuff you know the prices have gone up you'll notice that in the supermarket so when you go for your, your local shop, you'll see that the food prices 
have increased uh, drastically compared to the last uh, you know months and, and few years so you can see that uh, a noticeable difference and that is mainly due to the inflation levels and right now um, there's a lot of predictions for recessions and stagflation and all these different things so the economy looks bleak now I don't know about you but when I was younger so I grew up in the UK uh, when we went to school we kind of missed out on something called financial education right we never were really taught about financial education um, you know how to basically manage money right what is money I mean you know do you know what fractional reserve banking is you know all these kind of terms how to buy a house how to sell a house how to set up a company you know what is money what's the value of money how do you save money how to spend money effectively how to budget all these kind of things are life skills that now on retrospect uh, as somebody who's a lot older and left high school more than uh, uh, two decades ago now uh, I can see that um, definitely if we'd had that kind of financial education uh, or knowledge kind of sharing at that time if we'd been uh, informed about those type of things then I could definitely say for sure that we would have been better placed to make more sensible financial decisions right um, I mean, I was a little bit lucky because we did have something at the final year of high school, which was called Young Enterprise, right? So I was there, there was about four or five other people. And between us, we set up like a, a mini kind of little company. And then um, actually we decided to sell candles. So I was the, uh, the chairperson of the company, so to speak, or the leader. And we chose to sell candles. So we actually... Uh, we had some money that was uh, given to us so we basically went to a, a local um, organization and we hired candle making equipment so then we made the candles and then we sold them to to people in school teachers students pupils and so on so we had a bit of a bit of a process where we had like what we would describe as uh, nowadays board meetings for example with a uh, a purchasing process, a manufacturing process, a sales process, a marketing process. Obviously, so many years later, now that I've got the knowledge that I have now around business and entrepreneurship, I know all these things. But obviously, at that time, when you're 16 years old, you don't know these things. And there was only five of us that actually did that in the whole year. And there must have been, you know, a few hundred people in, the, in that year uh, at that time. So actually I did pass because uh, it was actually a NVQ level 2 so uh, you got uh, the equivalent of uh, two GCSEs which is national voc uh, qualification at level 2, vocational qualification uh, in case you know a little bit about the UK education system. And I guess that experience, I mean I didn't use it very much uh, until much later in life. But that experience probably did help me uh, a little bit for sure. But what I'm referring to more is the financial education. Actually having modules, having um, weekly sessions for at least 12 months or 6 months or whatever it might be. Uh, where people can actually learn 
about these things when they're younger. Uh, because then when they get to 16, 18, 20, 25, they might go on to live their own lives. So they might leave home. They might go and uh, purchase uh, or rent a, uh, a house somewhere or a flat or an apartment. You know, they might get a job. So they need to be aware of how these things work. Some people buy, will get mortgages, buy houses, get into debt, might be bad debt, you don't know, or even good debt or whatever it is. Uh, but they might not understand how, how to save, how to budget, uh, how to increase revenue even, you know, through entrepreneurship, through side hustles, through business creation. Now, definitely looking back, I would say that, um, you know, schools, education authorities should definitely consider this right now. And even if they can't get modules going in their schools, at least start bringing in more speakers you know, entrepreneurs, people from the business world, right? Because at the end of the day, when they leave uh, school or college or university, uh, if they're not going to the entrepreneurship field and setting up their own businesses, startups, then they're going to have to go and work for somebody else, right? So business owners, entrepreneurs, what do they do? They set up companies. So we sometimes refer to these as SMEs, which is small, medium enterprises, right? So these smaller companies, they'll employ the bulk of the workforce in, in this country, right? They form the backbone of the ones who pay corporation tax and so on, SMEs. Now, these entrepreneurs, they take the risk, they set up the companies, they then create the jobs, they sell a product or service, generate revenue, create profit, and they pay people's wages, right? So at the end of the day, you're either going to be working for somebody or you're going to be working for yourself, either self-employed, a business owner or whatnot, or, you know, working as an employee. So at the baseline level, there should be a lot more emphasis on entrepreneurship, understanding entrepreneurship, bringing in guest speakers, people from the business community, uh, educational institutions, academic institutions need to uh, spend time and work with uh, these different entities in the business space so that they can actually start to educate people and start to you know showcase that knowledge and let people know that there are other opportunities out there for one to pursue okay so that's pretty pretty simple in terms of my thinking that the education systems in in today's world need to adapt because a lot of the education system for example here but we are in the UK, the British system. A lot of it stems back to um, Victorian times, even some of the uh, kind of setups that we have in uh, in the workspace as well. Because in those days, they needed workers who could work particular shifts. And they had all these coal mines and they had these uh, factories and mills uh, and so on. That's why they had a lot of migration post-World War II, the Windrush generation and those that came from the Indian subcontinent. Uh, to the UK, particularly in the 50s, 60s, 70s. However, obviously there were plenty of migrants that had, had been coming to the UK, uh, the Britannia for, for centuries, you know, for hundreds of years, all the way, you know, even thousands of years, all the way back to the Roman period, Vikings, uh, Germanic tribes and so on. So that's all that's been happening throughout history, right? But the main thing is that there is something that's created that will allow the knowledge transfer 
to get to those uh, young people because they're the future of tomorrow okay and we need to make sure that we have a society where less people are you know entrapped and then living beyond their means there's a there's a particular old saying you might know it's called keeping up with the joneses <laughs> if you know what i mean right so we want to make sure that less people are uh, kind of trapped with debt and they manage their money effectively so the money management skills and techniques need to to be at hand uh, so that they can actually you know have a more better life a more better quality of life and i know people like myself i'm sure the people out there as well uh, who who have you know lived in this part of the world of the western world could have definitely benefited i mean i didn't know a lot of the things that i know today you know in terms of uh, managing money spending according to your budget having a budget for the start these simple things nowadays i know there's a lot of people who use effective money management techniques so one of those things might be simply to uh, get on microsoft excel uh, create a spreadsheet and then just do a income expenditure kind of forecast or actual spend so simply jot down on the uh, spreadsheet what you spend uh, on, a, on a daily weekly and then monthly basis right so for example what do you pay for bills right what exactly do you pay for bills uh, what do you pay for other expenses uh, like for example food shopping maybe car payments maybe mortgage if you've got one or whatever the expenses that you might have um, so then you can look at what income you're getting so if you've got a job or if you've got multiple jobs which many people do these days uh, I mean for example um, nowadays a lot of people uh, uh, order from home so they use uh, apps on their phones or as it is and they just order out so take out so burgers pizzas whatever it might be and um, a lot of people as a side hustle are delivery drivers so they'll basically sign up to uh, uh, different platforms like Deliveroo, Uber Eats uh, here in the UK uh, and you'll find in different places around the world they have similar kinds of um, companies and apps that people can access and then they'll simply basically get these side hustle type jobs or part-time jobs and deliver food in the evenings as on top of their uh, normal kind of daily um, you know day job that they might have so you know people are, are you know and making ends meet doing those type of jobs uh, as well as other kind of jobs out there just to survive uh, in today's world where living expenses have shot to the roof and just uh, living is, 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 is tough it's not easy it's tough very tough so yeah so as I was saying look at the spreadsheet use it as, as a means of kind of uh, mapping your expenditure income and expenditure and what you can do is for example once you've got uh, some data so maybe six twelve months you can look back and then see uh, what you've spent your money where you spent it and then you can work out what you could cut out if you want to cut out certain things uh, that you don't need uh, you know a lot of people have uh, streaming services that they pay £10, £6, £5 or something that they pay a regular monthly fee, some sort of service that they're using and then 
or even it's five pounds a month, forget about it, right? And then, uh, you know, a lot of people have realized that they're spending that type of money on streaming services, so they've actually then turned around and, and started to cut them out, particularly now as we've got a recession looming, and as some, some people say, a recession already in place, right? So people are looking at different ways to cut down expenditure and the money that they're spending on a on a daily weekly monthly basis right and then even having that uh kind of spreadsheet where you've got those figures you can you know you're better able to forecast uh what your expenditure is going to be because right now you've got for example your bills or your home bills right energy bills we do have a energy crisis as well yet another financial crisis around energy so I'm talking about gas and electric. So here the uh, price cap uh, will be lifted um, next year in springtime, which means uh, average bills or standard type bills will probably reach over £4,000 or something like that. It's being forecasted or estimated, right? And um, obviously, depending on how much uh, energy you use, it's going to vary between different households, number of people living there, and the number of units that you use but generally speaking you know four thousand pounds i mean that's like a, you know good few hundred percent increase from the last year or two so obviously we've got um wars happening around the world uh we've got a shortage of gas and energy supplies right now we've got winter coming up uh, as it is so all these things come together and they play a part they play a part uh, which basically then will you know affect affect you affect me affect everybody now you know that does sound grim and you've probably already heard it everywhere in the news in, in uh, you know social media when you're scrolling through different posts you know this a lot of this you'll you'll be seeing it oh you might be somebody who's not really paying much attention to this and you know, very shortly you're gonna get a nasty surprise when you start seeing how uh, prices of everything is further increasing, and inflation is eroding the value of your money. You know, I, I spoke about um, earlier in the podcast, the Road to Empire podcast, about inflation and uh, how it affects fiat currency and paper money. So you know, if you've got a thousand pounds or a hundred thousand pounds in your bank this year, and you just you know, left it there to sit, that 10% inflation rate next year would have eroded that value. You understand? So the value of your paper money inside the bank is going down all the time. So what you've got to do is, um, I would say, keep some sort of emergency um, uh, suggestion. It's not particularly financial advice. But, you know, what I would say is... Uh, I personally, I have an emergency fund, for example, basic, so you can pay your bills and that kind of stuff. But start looking at assets. One thing that a lot of people are doing out there, uh, and a lot of the gurus talk about as well, is assets. So you can purchase assets that will uh, increase in value over time, or they might bring you in some sort of recurring income, or sometimes people refer to it as passive income. I'm not particularly sure if there is anything where it's truly and wholly passive but i mean the um kind of standard thing that comes to mind is real estate where for example someone purchases a property an apartment whatever it might be 
uh, a condo, whatever it might be. So someone purchases uh, some sort of real estate and then they bring it back onto the market uh, for rent or they might basically do it up and, and sell it on, what they call uh, a flip in, in, in the property scene. Uh, but yeah, so you know when you buy a property, you put it on rent, someone's paying that rent. So if you bought it on mortgage, they're paying that mortgage off. Or if you've got the cash and you bought it in cash, then you know you're making that uh, particular in income uh, on a monthly basis, uh, whatever it might be. And then as you get more properties, obviously that income will increase. And if you've got an estate agent or a management company that's dealing with the property for you, then you're not involved in the day-to-day -day kind of thing uh, where you would be, for example, if you were running a, a food establishment possibly unless you're a silent partner of course or, or whatever it might be so you can see there that you know investing your money into some sort of assets which will uh, either increase in value or create more revenue stream is going to be the way forward so sometimes you know people might buy a, a rolex daytona for example nowadays you know i think they're coming in around about 20 grand or whatever it is there's people that have bought those type of watches going back to the 70s at those at those times is roughly like 800 pound and some of those watches have sold for thousands and thousands so those type of watches um obviously you do your due diligence and your research can increase in value so you know you need to have some sort of basic knowledge and then increase your knowledge about those particular industries for example watches if you were going to go and uh you know have a look at that in terms of investment potential but yeah i mean uh, people buy stocks s&p 500 for example other stocks in companies uh, and so on and then obviously real estate and there's you know other different potential avenues as well so physical tangible metals such as uh, gold obviously you know gold is one of the uh, oldest most ancient forms of uh, wealth people have used gold uh, time uh, memorial like you know all, over the centuries you know thousands of years they've used it as a means of exchange as a means of currency so all these emperors and um, ancient rulers would use gold in the marketplace for example uh, alongside bartering and so on so obviously gold coins silver coins that kind of stuff so you could spend uh, some of your money if you have money that you've saved up into um gold so gold assets uh, is it would be a good potential asset to diversify uh, your money but the main idea of this kind of podcast today is to give you a sense of the financial uh, doom that's impending that may occur i mean we don't know how serious it's going to be because all the markets and all these um, gurus and whatnot and uh, financial institutions and think tanks lots of forecasts and predictions around uh, the element of some sort of crash happening recession you know a correction because it's been uh, the last global recession was back in 2008 so you know there's been at least 16 years gone by so at some stage there's probably going to be a correction potentially next year the year after maybe the year after that we don't really know exactly nobody knows nobody can find finite actually predict the exact day or whatever it might be but this is cyclical uh, economies and general basics um, in terms of economics 
So at some stage it will happen. But what I would say is start to prepare. Start to think about uh, how you can prepare, what you can do to, to challenge this kind of situation. How you could uh, figure out uh, better ways to uh, build your reserves then maybe you know in order to invest in assets that are going to generate revenue or increase in value and then you know slowly you can actually start to move towards some sort of financial stability now you know financial stability a lot of people haven't got it uh, you have to move to some sort of financial stability especially in today's world because you are in danger right we are all in danger right you know uh, the actual you know financial systems could be wiped out the value of money look what's happened in places like turkey in lebanon right the value of their currency has dropped rapidly in the last year or so uh, there's people uh, who can't even get their own money in banks for example in 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 lebanon so you can see that there is uh, some sort of major crisis looming in terms of the financial side of things so what start to educate yourself right okay maybe you want to educate in uh, uh, the standard uh, uh, status quo in terms of the particular educational system that you grew up in but you do have an opportunity to self-educate right i've self-educated right because i didn't know a lot of the things that i know today right now and it's been a journey of more than a decade of learning reading uh, buying courses buying books you know buying tools mentorship paying for all these different things to learn learning from people that already uh, made or have been you know made people so that i could shorten my journey essentially that's the whole point of trying to you know purchase knowledge or mentorship and so on you know i used to talk uh, i used to joke with a friend of mine like, yeah man we're gonna make a hundred thousand dollars hundred thousand dollars in a year we're gonna make a hundred thousand dollars in a year um, and that's what i used to say uh kind of thing because that was my kind of goal you know one thing is mindset you've got to get your mindset because uh, there's an old saying that i have which is the greatest battle you will face is a battle within so you've got to get your mindset right so that you actually can focus on building yourself now you know a lot of the time you're thinking about just getting a standard basic job trying to make more than the uh, average kind of minimum salary or minimum national minimum wage or hourly rate and just trying to survive kind of thing you know where the national minimum wage might be you know 10 pound 9 pound whatever it is but then we think yeah i want to make 12 pound or 15 pound so i can make more money but then then you start to explore the world what's out there meet people talk to people listen to people listen to podcasts like road to empire podcast for example and you start to hear stories you start to hear people who are making a million a month people who are making you know ten thousand a day ten thousand a month twenty thousand a month people that are making you know 20 million a year and uh, or whatever it might be so you start to realize hang on a minute how are these guys making you know 10 grand in a day or 10 grand in a week and I'm making about 15 grand in a, in a year or even less in a, in a basic bog standard job. Uh, and I'm, I'm struggling to survive. I can hardly pay my bills, this kind of stuff, right? How is it? How are they doing it? And that's when you start to 
tread into this unknown space and your journey of exploration will actually begin and you'll start to realize hang on a minute bloody hell i didn't know that all these things existed and all this kind of stuff that's exactly what happened to me my journey started over a decade ago like i said and um, especially in the last few years it's really speeded up so whereas i would sit sit down and or you know ring my mate up and say yeah man i want to you know we'd have a normal chat and i'd say yeah I want to make a hundred grand, a hundred grand in a year. That was my target. That was a big figure, six figures, a hundred grand. But then I made, uh, you know, a hundred grand in a month. <laughs> I made a hundred grand in a month. Yeah. Then the next month I made a hundred grand again. The next month I made another hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Making fifty thousand pounds a month. You know, my head was like all over the place. Even right now when I say these kind of figures... I'm still a bit shocked, thinking that, hang on a minute, how was it that someone like me, who grew up in poverty, uh, who didn't have so many opportunities in life, um, and actually could do something like that, right? Because I set up my own businesses, I went out there, I took the risk, you know, I was an entrepreneur, I set up my own businesses, I went out there, took the risk, uh, and I met the challenge. And I was able to, you know, successfully make decent money. You know, for example, on LinkedIn, we did uh, uh, six figures in six weeks. Actually, that's the title of uh, one of the ebooks that um, we put together. So you guys can check it out. Uh, uh, the link will be in the comments. Um, six figures in six weeks on LinkedIn. You don't realize there's um, hundreds of thousands and millions of people on LinkedIn who are professionals business owners, CEOs, managers, people who have control, power, access to wealth. Now, if you're someone who's got spirit, who wants to actually do something, uh, start a business, you know, create a startup, make money, uh, you've got a little company going and you want to actually build, build yourself, uh, your personal development, enhance your mindset and well-being and actually really achieve something, I'll definitely say get on LinkedIn because that's basically... I've made hundreds of thousands just via LinkedIn, uh, to be honest. So that is one platform that I recommend that you should definitely be on. Have a profile on there and start connecting with people. Start building that network because that's your network, right? That's your profile. That's your network. And you can actually start selling your products and services to people, not in a spammy way, and build connections, right? And LinkedIn is, is a perfect place. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about that sometime. Uh, on a different podcast but but for now i would definitely recommend that you get on linkedin and make it happen but but that's the thing you've got to realize that the world is your oyster right the world is yours uh, as we say because there's massive massive opportunities we live in uh, what's called the um, fourth industrial revolution we live in a technology technological age right You've got all these tools. Everybody's pretty much got a smartphone these days around the world. A lot of people have access to Wi-Fi, computers, laptops. So you could be sat in the UK talking to somebody in Australia, Dubai, USA, Germany, uh, you know, wherever around the world, doing business, right? Selling a service, doing a presentation, delivering consultancy, mentorship, you know, doing a training program whatever it might be. So you need to 
start to think differently. And one of the ways is just get away from those people around you that might be holding you back. That's exactly why I did. I had to cut out all the crap, cut out all the noise, all the nonsense and move away. Once I did that, I isolated myself. I locked myself in a small tiny room, literally two meters by two meters it must have been. One, one sofa, one settee, one TV, one laptop. On the TV I'd, I'd put music on from time to time. I'd put a documentary on. I'd put a finance type program on. I'd be learning and listening uh, and increasing my knowledge. And at the same time I'd be working. I'd be ringing. I'd be making calls. I'd be sending cold emails. I'd be following up. I'd be sending messages uh, on, on, on different platforms. Uh, direct messages. All that kind of stuff to generate revenue and uh, you know create income. So that is something that I'm definitely advising you to do right now. Uh, but yes, yeah, so our podcast here is on YouTube. We're also on, on Anchor. We're on all the different kinds of platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening to us on uh, an audio podcast, make sure you leave a review. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, uh, please do help us. I mean, it's a free podcast. We're not charging anything. So uh, the least you could do is just drop a like. Drop a comment. Let me know what you want want me to talk about. What we're not sure about anything that any particular topic that's of interest. And uh, yeah, just drop it in the comments and make sure you subscribe to the channel. And I'll catch you later.